You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. talk and happy new year mofos right it's the first show of the 2017 i think oh yeah yeah it's resolution time man hopefully everybody uh, had a good time i don't really do too much craziness for new year's get a little you know hung out the neighbor shot some stick if you will that's playing in the billiards if you don't know what shooting stick means and chilling man how about you Man, I know I'm getting old because I went and seen a movie on New Year's. I think du- oh, I think shit. dude even made fun of me about it. He's like, "So that's how it's going, huh? Dinner and a movie for New Year's." <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah, it's funny. I w- walked around to the clubs, and uh, you know, we looked at you know whatever the bars, and they were just packed with lines out the door, and reminded me of why I don't like to go to bars like that. You know, so I just went home. Went home. Or, no, I, I made it out till midnight. Cool, cool. I think I made it till like two a.m. Pretty radical, man. I actually went over to my, my buddy's house, and he was like, dude, you got to see this really quick. And remember the Bill Murray movie, Stripes? Yes, totally. Awesome he, movie. He, yeah, it's an amazing movie. Well, he has it on his, uh, like, a little, like, uh, what, Amazon Fire Stick or whatever. And he's like, do you ever see the acid scene? The deleted acid scene? I was like, what? And he shows me this scene about them, like this totally deleted scene where they hop in a cargo plane and they're all alone in this cargo plane and they decide, oh, this would be a great place to trip and they eat a bunch of acid. And then right before the plane takes off, a whole troop of military personnel will come in and uh, like give them like no space. You know, there's like 40 people in the back of this plane. And then sure enough, about an hour later, they all jump out as soon as they get really fucked up. It's a para- paratrooper plane and they jump out. It is the most funniest scene, man. There's all, my buddy showed me there's a bunch of deleted stuff he has very yeah. interesting it very was interesting. interesting yeah but the, you know, the, the acid is amazon fire man. stick oh yeah all right well let's get into the show here guys we're gonna do some grow talk today uh we'll be back with what's growing on tomorrow as well hey dude and uh can i yo, say something yeah. I mean, you know i interrupt i apologize but i am gonna try one of the resolutions i made for 2017 was to try to work on the format a little bit keep it from getting too swirly and to show some respect to the uh i uh like the uh, sponsors and all the people that are participating over at DudeGrows.com. So, yeah, expect to get mentioned if, if you do great work over there. And, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to be shouting out and throwing some love to the sponsors and all that. And supporters. Cool, cool. Well, speaking of uh, supporters, I guess we can give a shout-out to that real quick with uh, – where am I at here, man? See, I'm going to get lost on the, uh, the, the 2017 format change, <laughs> man. When I bet TPS reports look different in front of me, man, I get confused quick. Uh, but regardless, oh yeah, uh, now I see here, Spectrum King, that's nothing new for you guys that have been listening to the show, uh, I got them hanging now, I got the 600s, 
Brendan is insisting and hassling in a good way, in a good way. Get a video up, man. I got some beautiful uh, genetics under it, and I need to do that so you can see the trikes. And I'm doing one thing different this time around, which I'm going to try and get the, I don't know if I call it the mega flush or whatever, but I'm going to go like, I think, two straight weeks in my cocoa. Just straight water. I've been having more trouble lately trying to get like to the flush I like to get. So I gotta make some. I want to make some videos on that shit, and I will for reels. And uh, yeah, that's up. If you want to check them out over there, they got new stuff going on too with their smaller lights, mother's little helper closet case. Go over to Spectrum King LED coupon code Dude SK if you pick anything up. And it's been a long-term relationship and still hanging out in the new year. Yeah, I'm. I was kind of dropping hints over there, man. I think I'd like to get me a six hundred. Uh, is it the beast? Do they call it the beast? Or I don't think they do. Do they? Not officially. Not gotcha. officially. Man, I, I'd like to get one of those. I'm looking at this five by nine tent that I'm checking out, that that I'm playing around with, and I want to do whatever. We'll get into that a little, little bit later. But there's a couple of innovative things I'd like to do, and I just feel like that's all the light you need. You know, two six hundreds and a five by nine. That's a crazy amount of light. Yeah, that'd be without great. a lot of heat. Well, know, something interesting, man. Hey. I got I got a shout out to Way to Grow. That's our that's our home away from home. That's where that's where our uh, our studios are at, and uh, that's just a great grow store over there. Everything is always priced right. The people that work there, the you know the the families that they support, uh, just really quality people that know their stuff. You know that's where I got that Malibu biodynamic compost last week, and I got that because I went over and asked my boy Rick over there, a guy behind the counter that's been there for years. And uh, said, hey, man, what do you recommend? Is this compost good? Oh, yeah, man. Let me tell you why. Cool. Very cool. So I love those guys over there. And uh, I know they got a sale coming up. And I think it's a smart pot sale. So we're not allowed to tell you any details about it, except if you need to stock up on smart pots, keep your ears open. Yes. I don't need to stock up on them myself, but I'm still in my, like I said, my nursery pots. That How many times over will you use a smart pot? Uh, it depends if my wife is around and I can throw them in the washing machine. You, you know don't what wash I mean? Them. Yeah, she's like in Florida on vacation for a couple of days, man. They'll go in the washing machine, absolutely. <laughs> no, like I'm just ass. kidding by that. It goes to the car wash. Like yeah, you pull up the car wash, the guy just got done total mud and four wheel and his shit is completely trash and he like leaves like you got to shovel out what's left in the car wash. Anyway. I bet you could use a power washer for those things though. You know what I mean? And power wash the roots out of them. Right on, right on. Hey, you, don't roots, here What's up? you don't want to get rid of your roots. There's nutrition in them. That's organic material, brah. They're going back to the earth one way or another. <laughs> hey, man, you know, I kind of got some crappy news, and that is that uh, Franco of Greenhouse Seeds, you know, the strain hunter guide, uh, has passed away, man. He, he had died earlier today. And, uh, man, I, I'd actually met him. I know, you know, neither of us really know a ton about him. Um, I know he just was like an, a really innovative guy. He was really early. Uh, I think it was yesterday, January 2nd, I believe. Hey, man, time is relative, man. Okay, yeah. Maybe they're listening to this yesterday. <laughs> anyway, man, he was, I think he, um, I know he just loved to travel. Uh, I talked to him one time at one of these events. One of my buddies, uh, Breeder Hank, just elbowed me and goes, hey, that's Franco over there. And he was like, star, you know, starstruck. We went over and talked to him. Super nice guy, man. And uh, I think his trip was he loved to travel and loved to see the world and went over and, lo- you know, loved to have this 
you know, love for cannabis genetics of the world and really wanted this great collection. And man, they really had some cool videos where they went around the world just looking for, you know, I'm in Swaziland looking for the original whatever African strain and just really neat stuff, you know, by no means. I mean, I know they had a seed company and everything like that, you know, but I, I just didn't think of him as a super commercial guy. I know he did a lot to, uh, you know, in branding and to build that company and whatnot. But I really do think of him as a guy that was about the plant and about the people and about the experience. And uh, I think he passed away in Africa with trying to help people. uh, uh, He's trying to find a cure for malaria or trying to help uh, with a cure for malaria. And when people, you know, us white guys go over there. I guess I don't know where he was from. He was, <laughs> wasn't from America. But no, for real, our immunities aren't the same as, as you know, indigenous people. And we're real susceptible to it. There's this guy, Justin Wren, that was on the Joe Rogan podcast that's uh, like an ultimate fighter type that goes over and, and uh, tries to dig wells, drill wells for, for indigenous people. And uh, Wells... That's yeah, yeah. The most I mean, important thing. It's pretty water. amazing. He gets water for these indigenous people, but uh, um, he also got malaria. You know, and it's kind of one of those things. You know, we're kind of fish out of water over there. But, Damn, yeah, that's something to be said about how I don't know what exactly you call it—just evolution or not, or an immunity. Yeah, yeah evolution, you know, immunity. There you go. Process of people that live with it, but don't, but almost die, but then live. That's kind of like you know. Then they get stronger, just like the spider mites, man. <laughs> if you almost kill them and let them live, they're gonna get stronger to your shit. The problem is, anyway. guys like uh, like Franco get some experience. They get some knowledge where they can actually help. They go over there to actually try to impart that help. Don't forget, it's not like they got the internet. You know, everybody's got the smartphones or whatever in, in Africa, and you can just be like, oh, yeah, no problem. Oh, yeah, do this to my water. Oh, great. You know, you got to go over there and really meet the people and gain their trust and teach them. And, uh, man, that's just uh, that's a hell of a guy. So I, I have nothing but respect and love for Franco, and you're in my heart. And, uh, man, you, you know, this show's dedicated to you. I'm no executive producer today, but this show is absolutely dedicated to Franco. Heck, yeah. A lot of progression and work in the cannabis community worldwide. Yeah. And cool people Except like that. that really, really helped. I mean, you know, Franco or Big Mike. You know what I mean? I'm taking Franco. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm marching behind Franco. I hear you. I hear you. Strain Hunters was this a series, right? Yep. Wasn't there a few of those? Yeah, Greenhouse Seeds is the company. You can, I'm sure you could just green, you know, just yell Franco Greenhouse Seeds into your phone and learn all about them. Um, Vice did a, a special on them or with him where they went out chasing different strains. It was just really trip. He's, he's got a really interesting uh, vibe about him as far as, you know, what motivates him. Hear you. Often it intrigues me to learn more. Sometimes that's how it is, right? When people, you know, die, wasn't it like, like Sublime wasn't even popular until he died? Nah, he was popular as hell, man. He had like a huge album. Or got Don't his get me most started, fame man. after that. Anyway, I, know, I do know what you're right. saying. I do know what you're saying. Some damn grow talk up in here. <laughs> right, Ten minutes here. Hey, let's do one of those throwback questions. Or actually, I think I'm renaming it the flashback question, man. Okay, flashback question. We are. This is one that's just buried in in Grow Talk questions over at DudeGrows.com. These are, and we've been tweeting them out as flashbacks or throwing them on social media as flashbacks. And and I think DudeGrows.com slash flashback will get you there. And then Anthony's been rewarding like quadruple points or something. I think you get 100 100 nugs for uh, each, 
each uh, comment. You know, we're trying to build this comment area. Knowledge base, database, information base. So, you know, questions that are really good questions like this one, uh, which was asking about LED grow lights a couple of years ago. No, no, last year. Yeah, so this was November of last year. Yeah, and things have changed, man. So well, let's revisit it. year before last by White Eagle. And yeah, it was a cool LED grow question. Dude and Scotty, how the heck are you, man? Pretty good, pretty good, even though we've, we're, we're kind of going to the past here. I don't know if I was good when I was first reading it. Okay, first off, dude, great job with Spectrum King. Just a little pricey for White Eagle. I hear you, man. Blue the Blue Fox does not like them either. Henry Ford <laughs> said, hey, I, hey, I want to build a car uh, the people that work for me can afford. Scott, it doesn't matter if it kills them when it crashes. <laughs> Scotty, very interested with your LED grow light that you and Grow Mouse are building. I have looked all over Google, maybe not the right places, but I tried. The giant hood with 50 watt cobs, that would be chip on board LEDs. Um, the giant hood with 50 watt cobs and all that. Yeah, very cool. I was building trades journeyman at one time in my life. That just means I have a half a chance of building an LED grow light without <laughs> blowing stuff up. Okay. Nice. Ending here, the captain um, is my grow mentor. And if you guys want to check out any of the captain shit, go over to dudegrows.com. You can see him in master, not master growers. I think it is in master growers, yeah. Okay, master growers. Got some awesome articles there. Um, so now I need a DTC LED grow light building kit mentor advisor. I can't wait to see you light up your basement. Asking for some help. Love the show, DGC, the tunes. Jimi Hendrix, all along the watchtower, would be very bitchin'. <laughs> Yes, that'd be very restricted as well. But enjoy all the the parodies that Scotty has created. What's all that? Right. All along the watchtowers, the parody he's looking for. Yeah. Huh. Well, I don't know. I think he's looking for maybe the original. No, I think he's saying parody, and I don't know. Hmm. I'll, I'll be thinking about that one. That's a good idea. I have a list. So what's up? Soup, oh, you, soup dialed in the knowledge on this this yes, question. Soup did do a nice job. Thank you, Soup. So Spectrum King prices have fallen a bit in the last year and will likely to continue to fall. Uh, so maybe that's a more viable option now. He says, I know the little closet cases are very affordable and they kick ass for smaller setups. I also love my mother's little helper for veg. He says, I haven't followed them too closely, but it does look like the grow mouse style lights have gotten a lot easier to assemble and, and the DIY LED community is continuing to grow. Uh, there's a ton of DIY LED growers in the DGC now, too. Uh, it says, I'm sure anyone who wants to build a Grow Mouse light would be able to get help from the DGC or even from Grow Mouse himself. Uh, he just says, so yes, I suspect the best options are probably still Spectrum Kings if you're willing to pay for them uh, or Grow Mouse kits if you're willing to assemble them. Do the kits now have just you don't have to solder? I believe I so. Mean, Here's Maggie's Farm 420. Soldering's who, not that hard. Don't get me wrong. Nah, but like when soldering. You can just... Soldering's only a... I'm, I'm just saying, I know you're right, but it's a it's a fail point. I don't want no fail points. I don't want... Did it snap? Oh, if it clicked in, it's good then. It didn't... You know, if it clicked in and it's not good, well, the part's defective. It's pretty simple. Well, when you drop molten hot, whatever that shit is on there, it's hot. Good, but yeah, lava. you got a whole... The other thing is if you have all clips and you have one cob or whatever the hell go bad i figure like maybe you could unclip part of your light and replace or whatever instead of unsoldering whatever unsoldering i don't even know what unsoldering oh, is yeah so. it gets all melty man hey check out maggie's farm 420 who i really do appreciate uh they're always chiming in and uh very cool i got my diy kit from timber grow lights reasonable pricing with outstanding customer service 
Great thing is that since I'm not really handy bending, cutting metal, they built the frames for my lights too. I'm at the end of week two in flower, and the plants really dig the lights. So, and um, who was it that did that comment? The guy that works for Owens Timber Grow Lights? <laughs> no, no, Maggie's Farm 420. Dude, if you have a positive experience, of course you're going to share it. I love it. Uh, hey, uh, Grow Mouse does have a kit. I know he's working and has a kit, and he's like, I know he's like gnashing his teeth where he goes. Not really. He's very mellow. But he goes, uh, man, I wish you would have. I wish you could grow, uh, put to, a kit together now because there's so much easier now. And I do believe it. They figured it out. You know, where I'm sure it's all just snapped together stuff right now. And probably the biggest deal is figuring out a frame. I mean, Grow Mouse was in, he, he made me this amazing like insert, you know, sheet metal insert that was all probably, I don't know, cut with laser beams, man, with plasma. But it was, you know, it was really neat and precision. Getting something, you know, getting frames made to hold the cobs and everything is kind of a big deal, too. Yeah, interesting. Looks like they have their framework here, too. I was on this timbergrowlights.com. Uh-huh. They have uh, some frames and stuff. But I have to add up the prices and see how it compares to pre-build or whatever. All the, I mean, the lighting, I don't want to say all the lighting's the same, but everybody's always after that when you see them when they talk, the they got the latest, oh, that shit's outdated that homie's using. We got the new whatever. Well, well, but I mean, it can all, it's Turbo. all about bins. You, you know, people should be telling you what the components are made out of. You know, you go to a car dealership. All right, what's the engine in there? How much horsepower does it have? And anymore, you know, if somebody says it's whatever, and no, no, no analogies. But, yeah, they should be telling you I'm using, you know, CXB. You know, I don't even know if 3590s are still the, still the deal anymore if there's a, a better bin. You know, oh, the CD bin or this, whatever, you know, and then you kind of, you Google it, you learn a little bit about it and, uh, and you make a good decision. You know, same way I was, yeah. I was just looking at those tablets for Christmas. And so what do you do? You find out how much memory it has. You find out what kind of processor it has, how many cores or whatever. And you, you know, you can pretty quickly figure well, out. There's a big difference, man. People have issues by thinking just cause something's not, you know, newer technologies come something that's outdated and doesn't mean it's not useful. I it's tripping out, man. I saw this little special on Anthony Bourdain went to Cuba and Havana sure. and uh, uh, the other city there and the cars they drive around those places. Like it's like they're meant just to be used and repaired and used and repaired and have always done their job for like since like the fifties, it looked like some fifties cars and sixties and like, well, where are you going to get parts shit. from the Soviet? Yeah. You know, we don't trade to them and the Soviet union fell about 20 something years ago. So <laughs> good luck trying that to they get keep, parts. They keep this shit rolling. They probably just fabricate their own parts. That's or my something. point. I don't know. Yeah, that's my point. They do. You know, maybe I'll <laughs> never get rid of my 600-watt digital HPS ballast. That's my point. Still working. I agree. So. All I'm saying is, though, uh, like uh, I'm dealing with something where it's too expensive to grow. I, I was at, at one of the locations where I was uh, advising at. I'm like, dude, I don't even know if I would bother to, to grow on this size, you know, at four or six lights because yeah. with power and everything like that, it's really expensive. You get tiered up now. A lot of these places where they've legalized growing, they've tiered up your power to make it so that if you're running, you know, six or eight lights, you're paying $1,800 a month power bill where you're like, dude, this, is it worth it? I'm not really sure. So, yeah, you know, I think it's really important to be efficient. Yeah, you know, I agree. Especially I agree. if you're buying stuff, you know, you know. Especially if All you're right. if you're just buying stuff, why the fuck not? 
Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, man. Um, hey, let's let's do what you want to. You want to do it? You want to look at some dank nugs real quick, or you just want to go do some grow talk? Uh, I I got to do a couple grow talks, man. Come on. Just gonna get, get me all over the board. I just started to. I think we just talked I don't about. I think I've had talk. enough coffee today, and I'm not a heavy coffee drinker. I drink like one 16 ounce cold brew a day. That's it, or less. But I didn't start my day with it, man. These kids being on break, shit's throwing me off. Like I slept till ten today. I'm trying, it's not like I'm not I'm not on break too, but anyway. You know I like Rogan. You know he's pretty healthy. He's a pretty inspirational dude. He's a little bit older than mm-hmm. me, and he's in way better shape than me, and <laughs> pretty successful. So I, I definitely listen when he says stuff. He was saying that he's off all caffeine. He he stopped coffee and fe- it feels really good from it. He said it's amazing how much different he feels from it. It's something interesting cool. to think about. Yeah, I'm pretty minimal. Not worried about it. I could see if you depending on how much you use. I don't even, I'm like half, I use like half the whatever max recommended rate is per day. Isn't it like 10,000 milligrams per day you're allowed? Oh, no. Oh, no, man. I don't really Question for super soil, man. Question for hot or super soil DGC by Soulless Ginger. All right. And let's see here. Hey, dude and Scotty and DGC, I think I'm SOL on this one. Thanks for keeping it clean. (laughs) <laughs> an explicit show, but I know a lot of you guys have been doing super soils or have bought Fox farms. That's their ocean forest brand considered a fairly enriched, uh, out of the bag soil. That's what people are kind of call that. I don't, I don't give it a super soil label, but it's got some shit in there. Right. My question is if you already are into week four in flower and have nitrogen toxicity, how do you balance back out? I made the mistake of transplanting in a too hot a soil right before flower. I've been using a Costa Mesa Steve Grow More Feed Chart using 4-26- I guess these are the dries. Yeah, man, I'm confused here because so he does he have super super soil means you're putting all sorts of slow release organic things like bat guano and then that's going to break down fast so you put like seabird guano that's going to break down a little bit slower you know what i mean and you kind of try to balance all you put all sorts of components in um that break down at different times and add different nutrients um so you don't need to you know, all you're doing is watering with plain water so if you were to do something and put like a 420, you know, 426, you know, any of these grow more powders in there, it would completely like nuke what you're trying to do at the super soil, I would think. Yeah. So he's got two things going. First, if, 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 if he wrote this right and we read it right, that, yeah, you do not need to be using any nutrition, any of those powders. I won't say any, but definitely not those power powders there if you have an amended blend so in this situation yeah don't use any of that yeah you'd be trying if you were doing like a super soil i would think you'd maybe try to do like something more nitrogen you could use recharge or recharge with some you know nitrogen high nitrogen bat guano i can't remember which one it is is the mexican but one of them's high nitrogen matters what they feed on um there's different ways to get the the nutrients in even if you mess up a little bit with with super soil but I don't think salts, I don't think you want to mix the salts with it, though. I think it's an either-or situation in, in that case. Yeah. Yeah. I And basically, water, man, that's what I th- that's all I'd suggest right now. Wait till your plants need water. Because um, some people err and be like, oh, man, I'll just flush everything out. But their plants are already don't need to be watered. You want to wait till plants need to be watered. And then just 
give them a hell of a watering, like you're mimicking a nice rainstorm that goes all day long. Um, you know, and you're going to have runoff. Uh, I would get, I don't know, uh, just as much runoff as you have time for. There's no magic number with runoff, but, you know, at least 10% of what you're putting in. If you have a five-gallon bucket and you're flushing the shit out of that thing, get at least like a half gallon of runoff out of it. Um, and uh, I don't know, do you recommend anything else to like tie up nitrogen? I mean, once you got the toxicity, yeah, you can't. I mean, you can use recharge. It does help with something like that. Um, it's not, you know, it's not the magical cure. I know I sound like a broken record. I don't know. That. What about the, the, you know, the, don't you have the microbes in there? I guess since you have beneficial bacteria that release or not release, but will help with nitrogen being they're made out of the nitrogen plants. they're absolutely made out of nitrogen so they're going to sit in the soil and wait for the plant to signal that it needs some nitrogen but the, okay. the form it's at it's not just in that salty form that that can burn the plant the salts will just as soon as it's like a chemical reaction if it touches the the root it's absorbed you know there's no if ands or buts about it no exudates are necessary no signaling is necessary so it's it's just bypassing all that Gotcha. Yeah, so that's what so makes it. So I was just dangerous. worried, like if you put in the recharge, you're going to have this, some of this bacteria going to work in your super soil, or maybe make more nitrogen. Of it. They're going to sit there, but but they're not, and and maybe they'll they'll bond to you know the bacteria. I'm thinking more the fungi will bond to the uh, to the salt and tie it up, but it but it's not you know I'm trying to tie this stuff up. You know, yeah, just because they're made out of bacteria, it still has to has to be uh, transferred or, or made into a usable form. So it's got like one, it's one step away. And re, with recharge, yeah. those bacteria, they're one step away, you know, from uh, uh, from being nutrition. Interesting. Yeah. Pick you up some, some recharge. Real, real Growers, is it ready to be yep. used? Oh, yeah. Realgrowers.com is back, guys. I thank you so much. Everybody's been really cool going over there and uh, leaving comments, you know, the positive comments for recharge, giving it some uh, some reviews and things. Guys, that helps so much. I lost every bit of that. So uh, amazing. Really appreciate it. And uh, I don't know. We, we, yep, we got it back. Work, worked for a good bit. Was working all day just until the show. And I think it's working. So if there's anything you need help with, any coupon codes I forgot about, let me know. Cool. All right. This is uh, Budsy Malone, too late, too late on harvest? Question mark with a picture. Uh, this is his photo of trichomes on a leaf. One side of the leaf looks more amber where in the other part of the picture, which is kind of blurry, it looks like they might be more clear. But a plenty of oh, amber, amber to harvest. Let's yeah, see a lot the of amber. Try, guys, trichomes are, if you need a, a steady eye with a 30 times scope, prefer to get a 60 times scope, and they start to come on pretty quick, even sometimes when you're not in flowering, you can find some, but uh, little crystal balls, like little mushroom caps that are crystal clear when you first find them, and then they start to, as they start to amber out, you're gauging harvest. So yeah, What's strange is that you see a lot of white trichomes on, it looks like further away, you know, it looks almost yeah. just like an isolated spot, but... Uh, from the side, and if you take a look at the upper uh, upper left-hand corner, I see a lot of white trichomes, too. Yeah, exactly. All right. Happy New Year, DGC. I hope all you had great holidays. Seems one added bonus for me is the very cool high-powered high, oh, high digital microscope. I was thinking they were talking about being high, but he's got a high-powered digital microscope. I bought my son 
who has got a whole nother uh, useful function. See the pics below. Nice. Think I left this harvest a little too late by the looks of, looks of things, didn't I? Thanks for the input, Bud Z. Oh, so he's got um, a few other pictures down below here I didn't even look at. One picture's like all trikes. That one's all am- are all amber. Right. Um, it is a little. It's not like, I mean, what do you think here? He's going to get a different effect. I don't think it's ru- like ruined. Oh, hell no. So far. Yeah, to harvest that, that bitch. Harvest that bitch, though. I don't think I don't think the weight might give a un potentially undesirable effect for what you're originally looking for in the strain if you let it go too far before you harvest it uh because the attributes i think are going to start to change in the high i don't some people i think say it's going to be more of a, a heavier couch lock or drowsy high if you let it go too long with your amber trikes but i'm not positive I'm not either that's that you know that's the urban legend or the, you know that's that's what people are saying um I I don't know I have to anecdotal find some, some yeah, evidence anecdotal. there you go thank you but uh yeah let, let's figure that out I'm sure that that's something that the DGC can chime in on we've got enough people that that are uh I'm sure to have smoked amber trichomes in their life yes amber trikes smoking all right Let's see here. Let's do your. Uh, you had a dank nug you wanted to show real I, quick. I do, man. This is nice. Before we take man. a quick break. All right, let's just show some dank nugs. Take a quick break. Let's see. Optic Folio over here is sponsored our dank nugs contest of the day. Uh, if you don't know about Optic Folio, you haven't been listening to the show, I guess. But uh, I love that transport. And transport gets just about anything that I want to use as a folio uh, into onto and into the leaf. You can spray one. You know, into. Well, onto first and then into. Yes. <laughs> Just mentioned, yes. Both. Yeah. I mean, they got all sorts of cool products, man. They've got some, a little bit of it's nutrition with the Watson Rev and uh, uh, they, what's the one with all, everything? The all-in-one ready to spray. It's so fucking easy. The Overgrow. So I dig those guys. All right. Let's, let's take a look at Word. this, man. I just used a little of that, man. I'm experimenting with some clones that were um, just uh, weak man, sauce. no the clones have been sitting in a vase like a cup of water for like three or four days three days about three and a half days um and then i they were taken big enough so i could take a recut but that kind of sucked a lot of nutrition out of them i think they're just sitting there without being in any media and i saw they're starting to fade out sooner than i like so i'm like i'm gonna try a little overgrow on these give them i usually don't like to fully feed my clones don't get me wrong i feel like that might what you don't like to fully you spray them with water though right Spray the shit out of them okay. with water. Cool, this cool, is before cool. they have roots. Sure. Yeah, I definitely. I thought if you foliar fed your clones, it might inhibit um, how quick they're going to root because they're getting the nutrition they need from the leaves just fine. But I'm not, you know, my buddy did say that. Stated. And Dynagro Dave back in the day was telling me that if you foliar things too much, then yeah, that can happen. It's interesting you say that. But. They were nutritionally hungry talking to me, so I helped them out. Hey, you, right. you, you got me just real quick. I'll tease up uh, something I'm doing for – I'm doing a DGC video breakdown uh, for uh, Minnesota Nice or, or for the Minnesota Nice and Mendo Dope video. Uh, dude, you clued me into that thing. Very interesting, talking all about no-till indoors. And uh, the one thing he was talking about, he goes, I do my uh, – you know, I, I go to the, the grocery store, not the grow store from, from when I do my shopping. I thought that did was, you watch the whole video yet? Yeah, I did. I started doing a, a video How breakdown for it. How do I plant, man? How do I plant? How do I plant? Yeah, like when I have my damn no-till plant, and they're like, I'm going to leave the root ball in. 
totally leave the root ball in. You just cut off the stalk, and then how do I plant my my next coming plant in there? Yeah, I think you must let it age for a while. You know what? I'm going through it. And get, you know, I'm we'll, just wondering if you specifically talked about that step because that's where it's tough for me. Cool. Let's talk about it Wednesday. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through the whole thing. I, I watched it or listened to it. My, my one of my other resolutions was to listen to more YouTube videos instead of watching TV. Just have YouTube going in the pocket. So um, let me let me do a better job. I'll do a DGC video breakdown of it and. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the facts, man. We'll get to the facts. But one thing I wanted to say is he was cloning with aloe vera gel. He just took a little bit of aloe vera gel and put a little bit, you know, grew his own aloe vera, then took a little sliver of the, the you know, called it like a little filet, opened it up, squeezed the gel out, um, and then let his clone sit in that for about 24 hours. And then came back and then just like really put it, used it like a rooting gel on the clone. And it was pretty interesting. It's real interesting. Very interesting. All right, I'm way off track, man. Thanks, Optic Bullier, for uh, for sponsoring <laughs> Dank Nugs. The Afghan Bull Rider trikes from Jaman. Holy shit! I mean, where you at, brother? I'm coming over. That is dank. Uh, Those are crazy trikes, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, they're all they're all over the place. I guess that's why they're no bull busted rider trikes, ones. They're a little crazy. <laughs> that's funny. Cool, cool. Get you guys up some dank nug picks over at dudegrows.com. Yeah. Just click on the uh, nugs. Yeah. See even, dank nugs. You can even just scroll down right from the homepage. Or let's take a quick break, man, and uh, we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Sliding up the jungle, cause we ain't playing games. Hundred pack of hoarder locks, yeah, we grow the strains. Oh, she's a temperamental girl. We charge, we always feed. We can grow anything you want, just give us eight weeks in the jungle. Dude, sliding up the jungle. I wanna smoke a spleef. Buds grow wide and frosty. It makes me wanna pull down. Chop it down In the jungle Almost in the jungle We're gonna bring the Dank, dank In the jungle Almost in the jungle We're gonna get you high Something's wrong Microbes should not smell like donkey poo Then the whole house starts to smell like shit And the girlfriend starts to bitch Indoor organics sound like fun But it smells so nasty Just recharging it adds some life A microbe fix to make your soil thrive it's organic and full of life, but don't smell like shit. I listen loudly to the dude, Scotty, stop talking. When making recharge, do you shut your mouth? Started making micro. 
loves my bitch I'm sick of all this brewing shit Just make some recharge and I'm done Cause that shit's amazing Just recharge it and add some life A microfix to make your soil thrive It's organic and full of life But don't smell like shit I want organic flavor Where is that dank-ass flavor? Recharge micro power Growing some dank-ass All right, beginner question, huh? We'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, it's by Fish Ganja Guy, one of oh, my sweet. favorites. It says, hey guys, I've been trying to come up with beginner questions to help out newer growers, and here is the first one. When someone says a strain is a 60-day strain, does that 60 days, or yeah, does that 60 days of flower include the flush? Obviously, we still need sound effects, dude. So when I say the flush, you hear a toilet flush. You know, <laughs> sweet. I just pictured it in my brain, so I just say it out loud. I think it's Obviously, six, ten... isn't it sixty days from when you buy the seeds? Yes. Until yeah, exactly. Mine's Obviously, I, I tend to ignore that shit and just go off on my and try chromes. But I thought it might be a decent beginner question. What does that mean? Obviously, I tend to ignore that shit and just go off to try chromes. Go off to try chromes. Yeah, of course. I mean, oh, try. Jeez. Okay, How's it's it just spelled. It says try chromes. I'm like, he's talking about web browsers. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know. It's man. Too many different words these days that mean a lot of stuff. It's kind of a funny word, isn't it? <laughs> all right. So, anyway, this is a decent question. 60 days. Typically, people say, all right, if nothing else, you don't know, let's say you didn't know anything about a strain or whatever, you could say, hey, man, I, I bet you if you take it in 60 days, and that's from when the light cycle starts to go to 12, when you make it go to 12 12 right. indoors. That's day one, and you, not all strains. Um, there also could be environmental stresses or whatever, or your neglect or bugs, et cetera, that could change this um, 60 days and extend it. But typically, I'd say on average, a lot of strains are 60 days, two months flowering time. Um, I I don't know. I, the longest I've ever taken one so far would probably be like 73 days or something. That's um, I do have other strains that I want to take longer, but I think people really typically don't grow that often the longer strains because they want to get their weed, man. They want to cut it down and smoke it and use it. Shit's changing now, though, man. It really is. I just went seed shopping yesterday, and I don't even think I get I really didn't give a shit. The guy could have told me it was nine weeks. I couldn't have given a shit, you know? Yeah, I'm willing to totally, I don't really care about that. Or the opposite of that, Scotty, had that strain Man, 45 days, harvest, it was fire, put on the weight, the ice or some shit. Yeah, man, that shit was ready for sale. 45 days. <laughs> it is ready for sale. That's how I describe days. it, okay? Let's be honest, all right? I didn't say it was fire. I didn't say it was freaking, had any amber in it. I said it was ready for sale. Awesome, awesome. Hypothetically, um, man. The best way to do this is, yeah, keep your eyes on the uh, the, trichomes. the trikes. And I, I do exactly believe, what, you know, some, was it Bubsy or Bugsy? I can't remember which one it was now. 
But just what was going on on that last question, they were doing it right. And all you got to do is you take a 30-time scope, you look, and you look just like, I like it. You know, a lot of times when they're just milky with a couple amber, I don't wait for them to get really heavy amber um, because it can go, I've seen them actually explode. The next step after they go amber is they explode. And it's like, that's game over. It leaves Uh, just sticky and gross. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, they're talking about does that include the flush and the flush is you know the period when you're going to go depending on your system not even everybody still does this there's, I'm sure there's growers that use their whatever up till uh, the, the final day trying to push more weight or whatever but uh, the flush would be the part where you're trying to get some plain waterings in you're trying to get the plant to uh, to start to ripen off yellow out use some of its own nutrients that it's stored and not have if you're depending on what nutrients you're using salt based or chemical nutrients built up in the flower for a, you know a shitty burn or whatever so agreed um that's agreed. just um, what something you got to do by uh looking at your strain and it's tough man I'm, I'm i haven't been able to pull off that nice uh flush here in a bit and i was sitting here looking at my plants now and it's like dude they're all very green i'm gonna plant ahead well you know, it's easier to uh, underdo than overdo when you're going to a flush, in my opinion. Yeah, that's just because that's the way you're, you know, that's kind of your style is to grow super clean yeah, meds. Yeah, true. Um, some people that are really worried about weight, it's very hard. You know, they screw up and they're just, you know, pumping them full of newts. They're 1,500 ppm, you know, just pumping them, uh, getting that big weight, that hard nug. And then they try to get the, the nutrient out and they find it very difficult to do, you know, where you're. The ash is is black, you know, or it's not it's not burning clean. You know, sometimes I've had weed that crackles before back in the day. Yeah, we were just talking about it on the last show how you know there's some people that were disappointed uh, with a flush that was on. Um, yeah, one of those name brand strain? strains. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, oh, exactly. Tommy Chong strain, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I thought you were trying to be more PC and just say one of those name brands and not point fingers, man. I don't know. You think Tommy Chong really needs that shit? I don't yeah. know. I think he's sitting there like, anyway, oh, my God. Anyway, keep what, it real. So this was uh, what, what can I do to make ganja it better? Guy. So Fish Ganja Guy, I guess when you are a, uh, you know, um, uh, have an account over dudegrows.com, just through email or whatever, you can pick your own, you know, you can say about the author and an own little emoticon, I guess, if you will. I don't know. An image, you know? Yeah. And it's just. Yeah. And I think we are working to make that a little bit uh, easier to do as well. So. This is a picture of, I think, Stan from South Park with his testicles in a wheelbarrow for some reason. I know why. I don't so he, he kept on doing. He, he did. I can't remember what he did. He put him in a microwave or something, but he did something so he could get medicinal uh, marijuana in Colorado when he had to have a doctor <laughs> recommendation for it. Yep. Medicinal fried chicken. Uh, Quality episode, uh, Qual- quality, quality show. That South Park. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> nice. All what right, do you got? we're gonna go to Scrog and the Dank. Scrog. Yeah, yo, gotta Scrog that Dank. What is the Scrog? Those are like mean? two words that if I said them to like my dad or something like that, you know, somebody, my neighbor, I'd be like Scrog the Dank. I'd be like, what the? That's supposed to be Screen of about? Green, right? That's what it means. That's the abbreviation. Absolutely. That's screen what it means. of Green. This dank for the win. Scrog this dank by Willie Hayes. Hey, Willie Hayes. How you doing, brother? Willie Hayes here, scratching my head, wondering to scrog or not to scrog. There are many schools of thought, as of course, especially on this subject, to monster crop or not to monster crop. I don't know. Anyway, we come up with some funny terms here. Um, I've never attempted 
this, so I have lots of hmms and ahs in my near future. <laughs> the ultimate goal is to grow a washing machine full of dank stank nuggets. <laughs> dank stank. Very good with the rhyming, Willie Hayes. How many weeks should I veg? I usually go five weeks. I mean, that's just dependent. I mean, that's dependent upon... Well, Yeah, let's go through the whole thing because it's a pot size, dependent on pot size. Pot size is a factor, so I'll go with the 20-gallon DIY hempy or smart pot. So yeah, very okay. cool. Yeah, that's about the size you're going to need to grow a washing machine. So when do I scrog? You're going to scrog right from, you know, as soon as they get big enough to start, you know, you got to grow things to bend before you can start bending them. Um, do I scrog once or twice? Um, I do set up a second. If I'm actually doing a scrog, which, you know, setting up a screen over it, uh, I usually do have, to, you know, it's going to grow. The first time you're doing it, you're shaping it, and then it's going to grow up. So usually you have to do it twice. I've, I've had to do it three times sometimes, depending on how bad it stretches. Mm-hmm. Um, do, I need, do I need the lowest, low stress train when scrogging? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. LST does, scrogging does sound like a dance move. And LST sounds like one of those EDM. Kind of dealios, you know? I thought it was like, do I need to do LSD when scrogging, man? Yo, I was, uh, I was, I was scrogging to, uh, you know, LST was on. I was scrogging and uh, sh- just went <laughs> wrong, man. Went way wrong. Okay, so what? So, real quick, yep. scrogging, like to define to people and make sure I'm on the same definition, you can get these nets, like, you know, the trellis netting. And, you know, anyone like Hydro Farm has um, or most grocery stores have a type of net. There's plastic ones. I like the ones that are like a uh, string and they have like five. It can get different sizes. Some I think have like an average is probably like a five inch square or something. So then this is pulled over your, your canopy area and you're going to start to have, you know, make different parts of your plant. Spread it out as far as you can to get as, you know, your your canopy spread out right that's what you define scrogging definitely what you're trying to do is is you're trying to keep everything level uh the closer you can get the lighter the more even you can get the light uh over your canopy uh the more you're going to, the more you're going to yield because you're going to be able to penetrate deeper. You're not going to have a couple of those top buds just blocking everything. Um, you'll have a bunch of buds level and you'll be filling up this four by four, this, you know, the five by five area. And it, yeah, so like the, what is it, the lattice? Is that what they call it? Or the trellis? Whatever the heck that netting is that they have. Um, it's usually what, like four foot by four foot openings. And the idea is to throw like a, to, to weave a big branch into each one of those openings so that, you know, and, and sometimes you have one that's, you have, I've got this huge long top that's greds growing up and it's, you know, three and a half foot tall. Well, go pull that one over, you know, make, go laterally with it, go sideways with it a little bit and then pull it up. And so you, you lost, what, 18, 24 inches side, you know, going sideways with it. And then you come on up and you're at two and a half feet. You know, so the idea is you can kind of contain everything by bending them and making S curves with them. Uh, you, you can take anything and, and get it to be kind of uniform in, uh, you know, two, two and a half foot above the ground, somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, I guess the point is if you let plants grow, I just uh, when I have my three flows and flower for the f- first time in a while. I decided to not top these at all. Just let them run with it, man. They're growing vigorously. And each one now obviously has one or two huge colas. Um, major like those are the those are the major colas. Whereas when I grew it before, topped it out, trained it out, 
uh, kept the canopy even because I like to keep the canopy even just by bending over stuff. I don't really scrog it out because I want plants to be uh, mobile or whatnot. But um, it looked way, you know, not way different, but a bit different. You don't have that strong center cola, which some people would argue, well, shit, that's a lot of weight in that cola too. So yeah. whatever, just keep in mind whatever your light you're using, though. You can't. People can do this with an aggressive growing strain in a 20-gallon container, and they're like, this is awesome, and then they stretch a plant way the hell, uh, you know, two feet beyond what their 400 could handle. You know, even a 1,000. A 1,000 is like a 5x5 area. Um, One at 20-gal, you could... You could fill that five by five area with an aggressive strain. Yeah, but, but it doesn't matter if it's a thousand watt or not. If you know, it can't see through plant material. So if you shade the rest of your plant, you know, the rest, most of your canopy with a couple big top buds or a couple big buds, yeah. you're going to grow those buds and nothing else. So yeah, the idea is definitely to spread it out. You know, whether the the trellises or the, or the you know they, they are nice because they give you this little four inch opening, and if there's one with nothing in it, you're like, dude, let me find something to weave in there. Uh, but yeah, you're definitely gonna have to veg these things for a while, and. I don't know. I, he said five weeks. I think five weeks. If he's got that, should be long enough. If, if you're, you're going under, from a aggressive rooted clone, yeah, and I mean, it, one. it also matters what kind of light you got. If you're growing under a thowie or you know a strong light or something like that, yeah. I, think. I don't know. Let's just say by disclosure, whenever we give time recommendations, we're assuming your environment's perfect and you have the best light possible. <laughs> <laughs> I I just think that. Uh, I like those bamboo stakes. If it wasn't for poking your fucking eye out, man, I like those bamboo stakes because just what you were saying, you know, the lights don't move. I like to go move my plant around a little bit, even if it's just turning it, you know, 25% every time I go to water it, I give it a little quarter turn. It's still getting yeah. different, you know, different uh, uh, parts of the plant are getting exposed to the light. And you just can't do that when it's all scrogged out. You know, if if you if you're you know stapling it to the walls and stuff, going wall to wall with it, <laughs> I can't handle that term anymore. It's like somebody walks in, it's like, bro, you look pretty rough, man. What happened? Oh, I got totally scrogged out last night. <laughs> rough, it was bad, man. Totally scrogged out with two different people. Anyway, all right, man. But anyway, so you could think about it. I I used used to use the bamboo stakes, and there's some videos of some washing machine plants that I've done uh, that are definitely out there. And I do kind of show that you're not trying to do two or three tops; you're literally trying to do forty. And if you're calling bullshit, just go check the videos, man, because th that's what you need. If you want to try to get two pounds per light, how much you think each one of those fucking buds weighs? Each one of those arms. You need 40 or 50 of those things, man. You need to have, you know, just bamboo stakes. Just you know, For me, I had them just all around the outside of a 15 or a 20-gallon container. Uh, and, you know, there was 30, you know, 40 of them there. Not 30, you know, 40. So that that's what you need. And you could just, at that point, you can just go and um, you do the same thing. You can almost use those as your scrog. Uh, and I don't know. I, I found well, do you know the, uh, the, the answer to this final question here? What is the typical technique for internodal removal when I finally switch to the flower power? Currently, the nodes all come off, which is helped with nice, dense colas. This makes me feel uber happy. Inter so, oh, so is he just talking about removing uh, leaves? Is that what he's talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Because it goes, currently all the nodes come off, which has helped nice, dense colas. Maybe he's talking about those little just crap popcorn flowers or something. Yeah, or, Any, anything, you, what you want to do is strip anything off that's not going to get that primetime light. 
because that nutrition has to travel. And uh, if, if the popcorn, little popcorn buds can just rob it, you know, and just rob a little nutrition off of there, uh, no good, man. You know, that's, that's just it, less, of it, you know, less uh, power that's getting to those buds. So, yeah, I would pull all that stuff off, strip anything down low because it's also that's where, where it's susceptible for uh, uh, bugs to come on in. So, yeah, strip all that stuff off and just leave the, the fast growing, you know, I don't know what we just say about 18 inches of the canopy. Yeah, I mean, it's that again depends on yeah, the light. Yeah, yeah, I was how much to leave, but yeah, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not thinking it's going to penetrate down 18 inches. I'm thinking 12 inches. I would say, you know, I think you're going to get good, good buds for the top 12 inches. And de- it's kind of hard for some people to remove some of that flower material down there, guys. Depends what you're mind, doing, especially too. depends what you're doing. You, yeah, true, true. I just. When you pull it back and you can look, it's a lot of times it looks kind of good at the end of a little lower flower that's in the shade. And then it's got that real limeish green to it. Kind of like it's just it's not going to be that good. And it does depend if you're making a hash plant, trying to just do an extraction, whatever. Um, I'm getting more and more aggressive with that to seeing if it's really going to affect my yields just to make makes trimming a little nicer and it makes the top flowers a little nicer. So, Hey, man, I remember way back in the day, I wanted every little bit of that flower, you know, just for me to enjoy. And, yeah, I was I was actually smoking the larf buds. I'd be like, all right, this, this, is, this is what I get to keep for myself is the shit larf. <laughs> so I'll, I'm just saying it really depends on yeah. your perspective. Now I'm trying to trying to grow really great quality and i'm really trying to see what i can do as far as flavor and quality couldn't give a crap about yield you know just just for me so yeah it it all makes a difference i say thanks maggie's farm 420 and professor um and mr roseman uh chiming in on what's going on over here with these comments, man. Too much good shit to read right now because we have some more grow talk to get to. But yeah, thank you so much. Really good knowledge. Hey, I talked to the professor today, man. Shout out to the Green Rooster, which is a a hydroponic store in Loveland, Colorado. Uh, Seems like a cool place. I'm going to go visit him. I'm going to go say what's up to him because the professor, he drops so much knowledge over at dudegrows.com and just is doing exactly what I asked, man, which is really helping build the community. Uh, with with good quality knowledge and facts and experience, so thank you, Professor. Yeah, hell yeah, All right. And he sells so... recharge over there. So what's not to love? Yes, he has personal <laughs> experience with recharge. He'll tell you all about it. Yeah, cool, man, cool. Hey, did you guys right. just remember? There's a, I'll pick it real quick, but there is a meme contest going on. The Source Vapes meme contest is going on. Uh, there's, uh, what the heck was I going to say? There's no voting, thumbs up or thumbs down voting right now on dudegrows.com. We're just doing it. They go over to Instagram, then we just vote and share on Instagram, and that, that's how we'll pick our winner. It is for an Orb 4. I was checking it out. It's a brand new Orb 4. Still in the bubble wrap, homie. So that's the one with the magnetic top, which is cool. It's got that donut ring on it, which is a, a real nice one. We're actually uh, maybe using that all all day long, going to Boulder a couple days uh, yesterday, rather, when I was picking up some new seeds, and uh, it's just really yeah. convenient, you know. Just just cool. stare at a cop and just smoke it and just look at him and be like, "Hey, how you doing, man? How you doing? You vape, man? <laughs> got vape, huh?" I'm only 
pumpkin. Oh, I do have some of that. Uh, if you'd like a little, a little. How long, what is the shelf life of uh, Shatter? I mean, it depends. I've been storing some in the fridge, but yeah, I think uh, in the freezer. I think it's. I don't know for a long time. Oh, I mean, it goes bad. It goes bad. You want me to throw it out for you? I got a Shatter recycling <laughs> plant at my house. Bring it over. No, it's been stored <laughs> properly down, uh, and I always have to disclose that in my fridge. I mean, in my fridge that is in my locked room, my locked cannabis room, since I do have children in the household. And that ain't no joke. If you guys got kids, keep your shit locked up. Don't run into no trouble. It's true. Um, I'd like to get locked in that room. <laughs> that's that Scotty's sleepover room. You know, Can I stay there? I'll have to remember. <laughs> I do actually have some to give you. Can you lock me in the safe room? Yes, I love it. Love Colorado sometimes. You know, I have some shatter I could give you. And if you'd also like, I have some of the DGC strain grown under the Spectrum King I could also give you. Okay. I just specify I would be giving it to you because that's the way it has to roll. <laughs> Sounds I'd good, love man. It if you could just, I love it if it was totally opposite. Oh, boy. And I mean, not. I wish I up? could give you money for it, but the law says I can't. No, it's great not to charge <laughs> friends for giving. Uh, I mean, you know, within the degree, that's part of the give back on a growing a nice garden when you can pull off a, you know, whatever, a pound and a half. You've got a three or four lighter at your house, um, even three, six hundreds, which isn't a huge garden. That's more than enough for you and a few friends. And that enables it. Like, I just hooked up all kinds of friends for Christmas. And that's what I was asking you. I haven't hooked you up yet. And just be like, like, you sure? I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Take the quarter. What are you thinking, man? That's right. part of why being a grower. The only thing I would like to see as a grower is us to be able to recoup our costs of growing. This shit ain't fully cheap. Ain't cheap I think at we all. should also be able to t- take into consideration sometimes time in the garden. They say no. I've heard somebody should make a note of this so we can get a hold of an attorney that might have already addressed this and we haven't visited it yet, that you can recoup your expenses for your nutrients, your lighting, your equipment, but not your time. I've only heard that. I don't know if that's like... You tell that to the police officer, and they're like, oh, sorry, we didn't. Okay, cool. You're cool. Anyway, hmm. like you should be able to recoup those expenses, but by Colorado law, selling any cannabis personally is totally illegal. Yeah, so, man, I was talking to uh, Katie Kay and Nick today, and it was funny. He was trying to f- just find out something specific to his legal situation, and he goes, I've got five different answers for five different people that I call. You know, my lawyer says one thing. Their lawyer says another thing. The state says this. The law says this. So who the fuck knows? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. All right, let's see here. Where the hell are we? Where the hell are we? Come on, what you got, man? What you got? I'm I'm looking at some of these memes. These source face memes are funny. (laughs) I gotta say, Kevin, are we giving that away this tomorrow? uh, Friday, Friday, we're giving it away. Okay, Friday. Kevin Moore has this. It says Scotty blazing, and it's like this tornado. Off, it looks like the guy's walking on the beach or something. It's like a tornado, and then it says, and then there's like a lonely guy walking on the beach, and it says, "And me without a pen." It's <laughs> pretty fucking <laughs> funny, man. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, classic, classic. All right, let's go to UV lighting for resin boost. Interesting, Uncle Uncle Mitch. All right, and it has. Eight comments on it, which I haven't even gotten into fully. Had success. Here we go. Had success in my first run on cloning. That's with the UV lighting. Even after almost killing them with the lack of lighting and not prepping them right. Or sorry, he didn't use UV lighting on his, uh, his cloning. Here's a question. I've read an article about using UV lighting on the last three weeks of flower to boost resin production. 
Is it true that the plant produces resin to protect itself from UV light? I don't know. Do you know if that's true or not, I, Scott? I think he's on to something here. Yeah, I was reading this. Somebody put up a good, uh, man, let's look in, in the, that's why, we, that's why we need to get this all organized because, uh, was it Be Patient? Somebody did something really interesting and they found like a peer-reviewed research article on this. And well, as long as it's peer-reviewed. <laughs> Who are your peers? Uh, I can't tell. Uh, but it was seemed pretty interesting. So I, I think there is something to this. And, yeah, I mean, w- we know about UV. Isn't that what that 740 spec- uh, spike is, that, that red spike? Isn't that a UV spike, that far red spike in, in, a, uh, in an HPS light? I thought so. But, anyway, this looks interesting. I don't know. It looked, this 9-watt compact fluorescent light that he's looking for. I don't know that that's going to have any penetration at all. What, are you going to have to rub that around your plants or something? Yeah, you go in there and you walk around for two hours of your 12-hour flowering light cycle in a you know, repeatable pattern, and that way know. it's good to go. Yeah, I think I know that they put UV. There's like I think that's what that far red, what is it, that 740 nanometer spectrum or something like that, is that UV spectrum, and isn't that the UV? Is that the UVB there? I'll have I'll have to learn a little bit more about it, but yes, I, if you were I gonna, do think there like is something I've, to adding UV to enhance uh, crystals. Crystals, man, trichomes. I would add because you get you know decent uh, length and coverage. Like this would be a good thing, and I swear I heard somebody adding this in in a certain pattern. The power edge from T five um, from Spectrum or from uh, Hortolux. Sure, T five. You can buy a single lamp. And then you can, you know, it's not too expensive to get if you wanted to get like a single T5 strip, um, the, the the fixture for it and just hang that like lengthways in between some hoods or some shit like that. I mean, that'd be interesting to see. I know the UV and the power veggies is part of the claim to why it's a full spectrum ultraviolet fluorescent um, and there's not any other fluorescence uh, that I know of out there but that would be worth checking out I, I use them in my t5 eight bulbs but only every other i don't use it in all eight bulbs i mix it with a regular spectrum um grow bulb and then a, a power veg uv so that'd be a pretty dope thing to try out i think i heard one grower doing that when i was hanging out at the over at the shop so but isn't there the uvb built into somebody like i thought the hps had uvb built into it i thought that the light did something to take it away man we need to get grow mouse on this on something like this he would know yeah, I think like you, you said though, those the other ones were they nine watts. Yeah, the nine watt. Yeah, I just don't think it's power. You know, that's got to that's gonna throw some UVB off a couple inches. No. Yeah, um, you know, maybe he's in a micro garden too, or interfering in a pretty small spot. I mean, you could obviously check even if you so. have a really good eye and control. If you have your nine watt compact fluorescence, a couple of them, really close over one part of a plant, and you're like, oh damn, look where those lights were. That looks way different and better. That'd be a way to do it too. Something interesting. Right. There's definitely there's, there's okay. smoke there. That's for sure. Where there's smoke, there's fire. It's not true. I don't, I don't know if I'd smoke. Or I, don't, I don't know if I'd spend sixty bucks for one on eBay. That sounds like a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Do a little more research. Check out the powder veggies and any let good us comments know. over here. Oh shit! On that one, yeah. Check it. I thought there was like eight comments. I totally skipped them. Oh, here you go. Here you go. Yeah, somebody's talking about T5s. Bud Ganja Man talking about... Hmm, there's a lot of good stuff here, man. 
soup. <laughs> yeah, you get date. Like, oh shit, there's all kinds of. I don't even know if I can summarize there may, any of this. Says shit. there may be some truth to the UV increasing resin output in late flowering. That said, I suspect that you would see more significant gains through spending your sixty dollars elsewhere. Yeah, sixty dollars. I, I would spend ten dollars. I wouldn't even spend anything on that because there's no penetration with that. You might be able to get yourself like a T5 or something like that. If, you, if that'll throw off, uh, th- throw the the UV a little bit further. But there's no reason to get something that's not going to penetrate, you know, not even for ten dollars. Yeah, as it yeah. says, hey, is your climate dialed in? Is your nutrition dialed in? Pruning on point, running top quality lights with dialed spectrum, you know, and and, and that's true because if you know a lot of these, if you get a light with a good spectrum, it's going to have some UVB in it, so you don't need to do all that. Yeah, extra stuff. He says, if everything else is dialed in, maybe you would see some small benefits from running supplemental UV. But I suspect there are other improvements that could be made that would lead to more significant gains. Not saying supplemental UV isn't worth a try, uh, but don't focus on it before you get everything else dialed in first. And pr- pretty pretty smart, man. Good advice there. Uh, hurry up. This is beautiful. Guys, there's a tear in my eye. Not really, but. You need to have a, yeah. This is awesome. Two UVs, two T5s, one 400-watt um, metal halide, and then a 250-watt HPS. And in the right, but you're, where you hang them, and then you spin them. You spin no, them. No, but that does, that's called a sun circle. I had one in 1991. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that makes so much sense. But, uh yeah, I mean, there, there really is something. If you were to fan. take a look at a spectral chart, there really is something to that where, where they're missing. You know, it's like they're, they're definitely missing. Yeah, each one is missing something. All righty. Let's move on to where we get. Let's see here. UV lighting resin. Oh, I just noticed the, uh, the just to, to let everybody know, the, the new mill, which is a cool page over on the site, dudegrows.com forward slash new mill is back up with a whole bunch of information on their products. I am still using their line, and I'm using the Soon Enough Frost, which is the one I'll give the official, like I'd probably, you know, once I go try another line or actually maybe go to at least on one plant, the Enriched Soil with no line. And uh, But the Frost is one I would keep, uh, keep in my quiver, my quiver of nutrients. Like it. I like it, man. So... Uh, other than that, what do you got? You got a shout out here before we got a couple more grow questions. Uh, do I? Am I supposed to? Am I supposed to do something now, man? I have no idea. Oh no, you're not. You're not. I, have no idea. I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you don't know, we have sold the show to Scott's Miracle Grow, so we are kind of confused <laughs> about the pro- the way to do things anymore. Well, that's just funny. kidding. Just effing with you. You know. Just buy more recharge, man. Everybody, to, if everybody just put some recharge in their garden, everybody has a grow. Then we just have straight grow talk and no sponsorships. But I like our sponsorships. Yeah, I don't mind helping so these no, people out. No there's, there's some good, solid people that are. At least we pick and choose. It's not like the radio host. You're like, who the hell did sales bring on? Really? Uh, like somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I have this delicious Slim Fast shake in front of me. And it's. it's oh, <laughs> we could market those fat pills. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah. Any, isn't, it, isn't anything you hear marketed on the FM radio dial, like on a rock station or whatever, that's involving a pill or something, complete bullshit guaranteed? Oh, no. But I did find out something from listening to my science podcast today. I'm going to talk about it on Wednesday's show, but is that the only way you can bypass your liver is by putting something under your tongue or up your butt. Gotcha. Because <laughs> really? I've seen these, 
I'll talk about them, uh, you know, like I said, on Wednesday's show, whenever that is, tomorrow. Uh, but these uh, cannabis vaginal suppositories at the dispensary yesterday, and it got me thinking. Yeah, full on. So I can enjoy all the fine IPAs I want up my ass <laughs> and not worry about any liver damage? Is that what you're telling I'm me? I'm not sure. Dude, that scares me that you're already thinking of practical uses for that. Holy shit. Anyway, that was in some crude uh, yeah, show thing. I forgot. There's some show I watch called Shameless every once in a while. Some craziness going on. It's probably that where the, like somebody runs into the party and he's like, hey, dude, you want to get wasted, man? And he pulls out like a pack of tampons and he's got the vodka. He's like, we're going to do a bunch of this in our ass. I was like, what is going on, people? What is going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Anyway. The kids today, dude. The kids today. Okay, so what you got? We're gonna go on to uh, the. I see you just adjusted the format. Yes, I did. Throwback because you realized we already had the flashback. We had the flashback. Simple cooling ideas, nutrients, Kool Aid. I think we're on Kool Aid nutrients. Yes, sir. Drink the Kool Aid. Oh yeah, the Kool Aid. That was the uh, cult. What was the name of the cult? It was, uh, what was it? The Jim Jones guys? I don't know. No, they all wore the same sneakers, too. They're sponsored by Nike, I believe. No, that was the other guys. They were drinking Kool-Aid back when when we were uh, little kids, man, back in the 70s. All right. They was drinking the Kool-Aid. Help school me on nutrients and the Kool-Aid posted by Meef Chief. Meef Chief. Okay. All right. I've been growing for 1.5 or a year and a half. Years and counting. I'm really questioning everything I've been doing. I grow in a 4x4 gorilla tent with a platinum P9XML2 LED. I remember I used to have that one before the XR4TI came out. Yep, he's got the red-blue LED. The light puts on a large frosty buds, but I think it's time to toss the thing for a Spectrum King SK600. Okay, I mean... As long, I mean, if it, take if a look at a spectral chart, just see if you can find a spectral chart of yours and then a full spectrum light, like a spectrum king. That's what made okay, me want point. one. The spectrum king looks like the sun. The other guys are like, hey, if I tickle these two spots, things seem to work. It grows. So I, I'm well, down with the sun. He goes, I dabble with auto flowers a lot, and I'm currently doing my fir- first photo period run. So for people that don't know, autoflowers guys, they go into flowering at a certain point regardless of what your photo period is. Um, so he's doing his first one where he's forcing a 12, probably a 12 on 12 off photo period for flowering. He goes, to the point, I've dabbled with using BioBiz, Nectar for the Gods, and now Advanced Nutrients. Whoa. I think I drank the Kool-Aid. Granted, I've had great yields using their product line, but it's extremely overpriced for what it is, and there's so many damn bottles. Okay, I can agree with you there. Uh, Rainbow Nutrients has caught my eye, and I was curious how you guys feel about his line. Less bottles and less prices seems to be on point. I know you guys talk about super soils and all that jazz, but I love me some bottles. See, I told you, man, it's not Absolute. ever going to change. I'm just trying to learn anyway. something. I'm trying to expand my horizons. doesn't mean I'm going to abandon you know, everything that's ever, or shit on everything that's ever worked for me. I like bottled nutrients. Kind of A and B, man. You want to keep it simple? Good quality Dutch nutrient? Absolutely, man. 
Well, in the end, he goes, tell, tell me why people don't like advanced nutrients. Tell me recommendations. I want to cut costs and simplify things. Well, with the Ramo nutrients, first off, we know, I believe, KDK and Nick are using it. Yeah, I think they really like they it. Were. Uh, they seemed really nice, by the way. Uh, KDK and Nick called up the rep and talked to us, uh, talked to them. I actually have a huge uh, container of it outside. I should probably put that on the Nug Vault and let somebody try it. But, um, yeah, yeah, I have heard nothing but nice things about it. And I know Remo to be a really nice guy. I don't know if it's really his nutrient, if he just sold his name to it or whatever. But I love guys like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, that's cool to hear. I would like to learn more, actually, about his line. We'll have to get in touch. I know, uh, yeah, he's friends with the crew over there at Spectrum King as well. So we'll have to make it the trifecta happen. Yeah, there's a little nutty but, in, the, in in all those guys, and I like that, man. Well, the guys that are a couple people in common, and man, they're digging it. Like, uh, well, did you see the the bass? It says, "Tell me why people don't like advanced nutrients. Tell me recommendations. I want to cut costs and simplify things." There's a lot of reasons. I mean, we might as well just be honest about why people don't like advanced nutrients because it's owned by a really like a, a a boastful guy he's a big guy they call him big mike um and he and <laughs> he's really boastful you know he came i'm he was nice to us he flew the dude and i and the and the way to grow guy out to uh uh to where was it vancouver back in the day maybe 10 12 years ago and treated us real nice showed us around threw bud in our hands all the things that a slick guy would do you know but um yeah, it just there's a there's a lot of kind of slick marketing tricks going there. I remember he was saying there's a two plus guarantee, meaning two pounds per light guarantee, which is basically like an insult to anyone that's ever grown two pounds per light because you don't just buy the right nutrients at the store and come home and get two pounds per light. Everything has to be right. Your strain has to be right. Your light has to be right. Um, your environment. Yeah, some of the shit so works, man. Bullshit. They don't. Coming from somebody in the industry, as far as hydroponic retail for quite a while, they burnt plenty of bridges. They pissed people off um, with treating retailers and other people. And then some people, they did. Some people make a shit ton of money off selling advanced nutrients. And their shit well, hang on, is that the beginning horrible, and end all? That they're made just because somebody's making a shit ton of money. Other people making a shit ton of money cooking up crack on their stove. I hear you. No, no. If you want to, if you guys want to go deeper, you can go over to dudegrows.com. Um, and click on episode 338, uh, Grow Talk, and you'll see uh, a comment, man. The professor from has, has, has some interesting point here uh, about they're also in the news about some shady-ass shit we don't need to talk about on the show, but um, there's plenty of reasons why people don't like them. A lot of it has uh, to do with pricing that they took a lot. You know, what I tried to do when I came, I said, how can I fit into this industry? Man, there's a lot of bottles on the shelf. How can I fit into this this industry? Uh, Man, I tell you what, there's not a lot of value out there. So I can put a lot of things in one one, uh, container and sell it for a really good price. You know, go go and find them, you know, not in the hobby market, but go and find them in, in the ag market and bring them at a really good price. Uh, I was. I'm really proud of yeah. what I did with Recharge. You know, I'm, I think it's. A, I think I bring a, a good product to a mar- to the market without a lot of markup and a lot of hype. Uh, maybe a good bit of hype. This guy kind of, or I should say, an advanced nutrients, in my opinion, goes and does the opposite. They try to break things down. They say, "Oh, humic and fulvic acid. I can separate them." Well, no, you need to buy humic acid, and you need to buy fulvic acid. And guess what? They're heavily diluted, and they're fucking expensive. And of course, you need them if you want to be the grandmaster. 
if you want to be the guru. <laughs> you know, so it's just an element. I mean, the cool thing is, of, you know, whatever. He mentioned BioBiz, Nectar for the Gods, and now Advanced. Um, so you're you're doing what growers do, man. I, I can't count on both my hands how many different shit I've used being a grower. It's kind of fun. It's If I use the same thing every single damn time, it wouldn't be as interesting. I like mixing up the way I grow, and I think you're on to something with trying. Rainbow Nutrients is a newer nutrient to the game, so give them a go. And especially if you think they're economical and quality, um, I would believe Rainbow's probably putting his name on some good shit, and we got people here in the comments saying so. So rock that shit, and if you get a hold of them, make sure you, you say, dude, Grow Show helped turn you on a little bit. That's a cat we wouldn't mind. Um, being part of the crew. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And if you use advanced, man, good for you. You know, there's different strokes for, for different folks, man. There's all sorts of people. There's people that drive cars that I would never drive out there, man. Doesn't mean you're wrong. Isn't that the name of a TV show or something? Different strokes. Yeah. Or... Yeah. There's actually a really good meme. Is that it? <laughs> a really good Gary Coleman meme on the website. Is it's it right inappropriate? On... No. It's like, uh, okay. I've <laughs> played, played Do Grow Show for my friends and now they're all listening too. Cool. Cool. All right, we got to go rapid fire through a couple more here. Not in a bad way. Uh, we have simple cooling ideas. De la Cruz. Yeah. All right. Hey, DGC. It means from the cruise. Okay, this is one where you got to think for a minute. And I'll take it seriously. It's like a word problem question. All right. Looking for good ideas for a simple cooling system and a new grow room. I've temporarily, but not permanently, given up my CO2 enhanced mini split closed system plans. I have a 34 by 10 growing area. So he's getting rid of his enhanced. Okay. He used to be running CO2 and a mini system. Oh, not. Those are his plans. Okay. Probably due to budget. That shit ain't cheap. He's got 34 by 10 growing area with 10 foot ceilings. Damn. So that's pretty good sized growing area. Um, separated into two rooms, right? Uh, one, both rooms are 10 foot long. One's by 24 and one's by 14. So one room bigger and uh, 10 foot longer than the other one. Uh, he's in Alaska. The winters are cool. My thoughts are to set an exhaust fan, one exhaust fan up high, and a suction fan very low in the flowery the flower room, using some kind of controller with a set point differential to regulate the fans for temp control. Okay, so that would be his bloom room, meaning he's got one fan up high, or his lights are whatever, one fan down low on the floor. Um, and then he would have like on the fans a temp stat. Okay, the upper fan when it gets this hot. The temp comes on, etc. Um, and he goes, I'll have two fans circulating air from the grow to the flower room and back. Okay. So one room's a bloom room. So as long as when that room's on, um, he's going to be circulating air in between. Man, this sounds All right, like you want to wrap it up go quick, get man. His mini and get his mini splits, man. Soup what? helped out pretty good as far as just ba uh, you know basic fundamentals for, for handling air. I think it's worth repeating. It says, I would use a big can fan on a thermostat for your exhaust and a couple passive intakes with dust shrooms or furnace filters for intakes. And try to balance the intake and exhaust fans is a pain in the ass, in my opinion. I just went through. Well, yeah, because they're going to kick on yeah, like hard. We just went so through So you're going to have with, uh, super cold air blasting in when your set points reach like it's too hot and that's going to create a microclimate on one side of the, I don't know, it's just going to be swinging back and forth, right? Pain in the ass. Go to passive intakes. He's so right. So. Why wow, you said you just had a setup like that? You're thinking over. Yeah, yeah, I was I was playing, helping uh, Bruce Banner get his shit going, and uh, he was you know thinking this way in the beginning as well with you know bringing air, pushing air in with a fan, pulling air out with a fan, balancing it, and you know, just just a pain in the ass. Put a dust room on the bottom, uh, exhaust the heat out through a can fan with a filter up high, 
and he problem you know on a thermostat and your problem solved. Yeah, and if you can tell here, he has one bloom room and one flower room, and he's going to share the airs between the two or there. It's like what I do. Um, and I now, at this point, they're running both as a bloom room, but I have different – one room has plants that are just beginning. The problem is your veg environment at some time should be fairly different than your bloom environment because when I get to the end of bloom, if I can bring those temps way down, even with lights on for a few days and lights off, bringing it over in colder, trying to mimic nature. Right. Um, I mean, it's not like on the equatorial grown plants see this huge temperature change, I don't think. But on uh, some strains, it brings on a lot of character, a lot of good color. I think just different attributes that should come out. But doing that when you have shared air, then you're just having your veg room is going to slow way the hell down because it's too cold. So to have one thermostat, I mean, obviously you can set your thermostat right at a upper 70s to 80 and keep everybody pretty happy but if you wanted to have these ways to environmentally tweak things um that's where you got to kind of set up its own uh sharing co2 is fine what's that i was thinking a mini split if you want to really really have control but that's the thing man one mini split two mini splits whatever those things aren't freaking cheap and if he's in alaska you also got to find a pretty reliable dope unit that can run when it's pretty cold and i see what he's trying to do for sure right but hook it up the passive intakes but yeah filter that air um granted it there are days it gets warm enough you know some people might say what am i filtering it's winter time everything's dead but once it gets a little bit warm and you forget about it you can potentially pull shit in your room man this thing's so. called simple cooling ideas if i was in alaska i would take myself a shipping container and bury it and talk about keeping shit cool I mean, you could do that wherever, right? Yeah, you can. But I'm just saying, I mean, there's not, I don't know, I guess in Florida. Yeah, I guess probably still in Florida. You could still do it. You go down deep enough. I bet you wouldn't even have to go down all that deep. What, three foot? Yeah. Well, let's see here. We've got two more. We could hit these real quick okay. before we got to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Still not back into full full work mode after the holiday. <laughs> you know what time it is now. It's it's the week after New Year's. Oh, man. before but before the second week of January. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I just want to let you know, that's what week it is right now. The second week of January when everything goes back to normal completely. All right. Anyway, so alternative CO2 experience experiences. Did we do this one? Yet? Nope. Am I crazy? You're good, man. Okay. All right. From uh, Demented Rob. I was trying to say like Dimitri. Demented, <laughs> Demented Rob. Demented Rob. Demented Rob. I was wondering if anyone had any real experience using Exhale Original or Exhale 365 Mushroom Bag. Um, so Mushroom Bags, there's a few different brands out there now. I think Exhale is one of the first either I knew about or really pushed their marketing. I used one. Uh, and they are heat activated to a degree like if you set it on a light hood i mean you don't want to burn it up but set it in a warmer area in the garden they start to work a little mindset fine above my t5a bulb and it brought up like uh in a non-exhausted room like it brought it up like 300 ppm and that was a pretty small room like a walk-in closet i know those come in a lot of sizes these days depending on how much of a baller you are or how much shit your wife has right. but uh uh, you know, uh, three by six and a half foot long or some shit like that. I don't know. And it, people be like, damn, dude doesn't have a very big walk-in closet. <laughs> but it worked. All right. It does. It, it 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 brought it up like 300 ppm. Like I said, you guys that are screwing around with all the CO2 shit, everybody should be hooking up like one of those desktop monitors. I've had this one for three and a half years now. 
and I even bought another one just to check if that one was running good. They're like 130 bucks or something, but they they log all your environment, your CO2, and everything. They don't control anything. It just monitors and tells you what's going on in your garden. So uh, you've heard you've heard me before. I'll ask. Um, we'll try and we've even given one out. I'll try and get a couple more from Hydro Farm over here. Hi, Lucky Hydro Farm uh, is right up in our backyard here, so they're cool to hook us up with some shit. Yeah, I'd rather get anyway. a monitor controller though. Spending money on something. Depending on what you're gonna do, but then you need to see if you have a monitor controller, which I have. Um, you also want to have the. Uh, the part of it that does the um, controlling. How are you going to monitor your monitor? Is what I'm going to say. How are you going to monitor your monitor? If your monitor controller is off, then you know what I mean. No, I don't. You got to have a way to tell. Okay, so having the desktop monitor or having two CO2 monitors in your garden, which people would tell me is overkill, potentially, is a way. Okay, if one's reading way off, you know one of them's broke. So you need a way to monitor you your bring monitor it outside. Study. Just take it outside and see if it re- registers between 300 and 350. What if you're taking it outside by the in the rainforest by the equator? It's all the same. More it's CO2. like 300 and what 350 I ppm. Yeah. Okay. What if I'm releasing my CO2 tank outside because it's I thought almost you wanted empty, to get out of here, man. What the hell, man? No shit, man. <laughs> okay. When searching around, he sees multiple mushroom bags and boxes, a CO2 bottle, which is like a compressed tank, and there's other CO2 bottles, which I haven't even looked into. It looks like a little plastic bottle. And green pad, among other things. There are mixed and vague reviews about all these products online, so I'm asking if anybody here has actually tested any of these things in a tent or small room using a desktop monitor. Bam, we covered Dude's that. Dude's gotcha. Or CO2 measure device. Keep in mind, CO2 is only relevant as long as you let it stay in the garden or the plant consumes it. I don't know if consumes is the right word. I don't care, but um, if you're exhausting for heat or whatever, you're sucking your CO2 out. So um, he goes... It tested any of these things in a small tent desktop monitor. Okay. Um, I have a small 315 CMH. Okay. And a 400 HPS. Cool. Uh, a ceramic metal halide 315 and a bloom HID light. Secondary flower area set up during the winter months when heat isn't an issue. Seasonal grower, man. And I would like to add one of these inexpensive CO2 methods as long as there's some benefit. The area will stay mostly sealed, giving the CO2 time to build up to its potential. I understand that I won't reach optimal levels this way, but I can get partway there on a cheap for one or two cycle grow. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, right. I would think about I'm, you just, uh, you know, who's our uh, Green Pads is a sponsor of ours. It seems like these things work. I'm looking at Sonoma Gold's got, he's using uh, Enhancer, it says. Um, who is it? Uh, Yaman is using Pro CO2. Uh, so there's all. It seems like it's working. I mean, it's just photosynthesis, isn't it? Green pads will work as long as you're in a humid enough environment. They don't need to be super humid, but you know, typical garden levels. Like I'd like it to be at forty percent plus. Um, some gardens here in Colorado get so damn dry. It's not really an apical method. Like I said, I have used the exhales. I know there's other brands out there, um, and then uh, yeah, you heard what that did. Uh, getting a tank can be a pain in the ass if you only needed it for a few grows, yeah, and then you gotta go that get a refill. If it's cold enough, man, you still don't really even have a big enough garden. I was like running a burner or whatever. So um, the only way to tell, man, try and if you have if you have the means, get one of those damn monitors so you can try these methods yourself and you'll truly know. Plenty of people say this and that works or that doesn't work, but you can't know shit unless you're measuring it. That'd be like a science dude. <laughs> that seems what like they a call famous them? A quote. Scientist? It seems like a famous quote. You can't know shit unless you measure it. My granddaddy, anyway. my granddaddy dude used to say that. 
I do use uh, um, the green pads and yeah, maybe hook them up. Um, uh, if you have any local stores we're at, they can easily get them. You can order them online. They super discreet shipping if that's a concern as far as just these small like legal size envelopes. So um, good to go. Absolutely, it seems like they do work. Seems like there's a bunch of different ways to do it, whether it's in a bucket or a bag or you know whatever in the pad. So that- and keep in mind if you're even benefiting like 100 ppm i've gone into my garden when the plants are growing aggressively and my tank has ran out and it's like four hours into the light cycle and i'll see my co2 has been down like 270 and i think that's because the plants have just absolutely sucked all they got it all um it's like i usually don't see it drop below that but it should be at least if you're if your plants are consuming your co2 and you're able to maintain let's say 500 plus range at all I think it's worth, for a certain amount of time, it's worth trying one of those products. Agreed. I definitely think it is. I mean, there's guys, read the comments here. I mean, there's people saying they're getting real, uh, you know, 900 PPM, things like that, you know, legitimate PPM bumps. And if you're at, you know, three, 350 and you even bump it up to 700, that's, you know, double ambient, that's legit. That, 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 there's a performance increase there. You don't have to bring it up to 1500. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, all right. Why don't we? Uh, what you got? We got man, one more, man. We doing it? We you, what you got? You the leader? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on for tomorrow's show since we used to have a segment called Recharge It Up. I'm gonna dedicate this question to bringing back Recharge It Up for a moment and what's growing on because right. it's a decent one and I actually want to look into it um, a little bit more. So let me do that and then I hope you guys have been. Enjoying the first show 2017. Hope we can keep it real around here, man. It's always interesting to go back and listen to uh, some of our first shows and whatnot. And uh, I've always said I want to keep it, I want to keep it organic, man. I want to keep it totally organic. I don't want to ever try and be selling out. So, but the bottom line is we are working hard around here, and we do got to pay the bills, and we want to keep on the mic for many years to come. So tell the people you know that grow, tell your fellow growers, tell your grow stores. Let's do it, man. Let's, let's let's cue the music, man, and get the hell out of here. All right, putting it in the bag, but I do want to throw some love over to Green Pad, Can of Nutrients. I'll tell you about my boys over at Helping Hands Dispensary and uh, all the seeds I got yesterday. Uh, I'll tell you about the Poo Poo Bud, the Hercules, and the kind straight from Hawaii. Hercules. That's right, Hercules, Hercules. Who you got, man? Come on. All right, man. Thanks for you guys commenting. I'm going to shout out to a shout out first. Yeah. And then I'm going to give it to Soup to Gardener, Fish Ganja Guy. Always been hanging out. Uh, Pound House crew, man. Pound House crew in the house. I'm going to get the back up on the show. And uh, Kilo, what? Come on now. Be patient. Fire, man. <laughs> oh, man. Take her easy, dude. I'll see you tomorrow. All righty. Peace out, everybody.